The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by the layer of dust on your cleaning supplies. Instead, it's brought to you by Talkspace the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. No commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. To match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com sideways and use the code sideways to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the podcast. That's sideways and Talkspace.com sideways. This episode is also brought to you by Sharp Objects. From the author of Gone Girl, the producer of Get Out, and the director of Big Little Lies comes the HBO limited series Sharp Objects. Amy Adams stars as Camille, a reporter who returns to her hometown to investigate the murders of two young girls. The grisly case soon brings Camille's own scars to the surface. Hailed as a top-of-the-line detective story by Variety, watch new episodes of Sharp Objects Sundays at 9 and catch up on HBO Now. guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin, joined as always by Joe and Steve. 
And today we're going to talk about another mystery. Ooh. It's a disappearance. I guess I've been on a disappearance kick lately. Mm. Like for the last year. Is this like foreshadowing? Are you about to disappear yourself? Possible. Mm. Yeah. We are going to talk about the disappearance of Anna Waters, which happened a long time ago. Mm. Uh, 1973. 1973. That was a long time ago. Thank you. This was suggested by Morgan, listener. So mm. thank you, Morgan. Thanks, Morgan. Probably lots of other people, too, but I don't know. Anna disappeared on January 16th, 1973. She was five years old at the time. Ah, Anna's sad. family history is kind of important to the story, so I guess we're going to start there a little bit. And It's then... kind of a big chunk of the, the understanding, yeah. the, the theories and what all of the thoughts on it is so yeah. it makes sense yeah so that's mm-hmm. kind of where we're going to start so it's either very relevant to the story or depending maybe not relevant at all yeah, yeah possible could be yeah but we think it probably is yeah so why, yeah. It's, why, it's, why it's a mystery yeah yeah anna's mother michaela benedict is that how you pronounce her name because it confuses me every time i look at it so i looked up a lot of different pronunciations of this mm-hmm. a lot of them are brazilian and they're like michaela and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's not Michelle. Or I don't like think that. it could be Michelle, but I think it's Michaela. Okay. Because I, I was really confused every time I read it. I was like, wait, ah, crud. Ah. I know. So uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, we're just going to pick and go. Mm. She met Anna's dad, George Waters, in college. George was trying to, he was studying to become a doctor. And shortly after they were married, they moved to San, the San Francisco area so that he could complete his residency. Also, part of this family was. Michaela's two sons from a previous maybe marriage, maybe just relationship. I don't really know uh, the story behind that. I know they were both born in Greece. I don't mm. think it, I don't think she was married to the man. So I think that George was her first husband. No, that okay. So that's one of the things that I was going to ask about because I read somewhere that George was her second husband and that she was married when she met him. It's possible. Yeah, okay, yeah, I mean yeah. this is yeah. this. I don't know. I mean, I I never found any clear answers. And frankly, I didn't really look too far into that because I don't think it actually pertains to the story too terribly much. Probably not too much. You're probably right. I Uh, probably, I just easily confused. And so I was trying to figure out what was going on. Unless the previous husband was all embittered about, you know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't think so. He was also in Greece, so. Mm, It'd be a long trip to kidnap somebody. Yeah. They together had Anna in 1967, which was actually the same year that a man named George Brody maybe came into their lives I'm and I'm unclear how George and George met however they became pretty instant friends George now, squared yeah that's what I've been calling them and yeah I, and did George uh, did, did George Brody ever come by the house and meet Michaela I believe yes uh, it was a weird relationship, and we'll dive a little bit more mm, into oh, that. I've heard about the relationship, yeah. yeah. But uh, also, for the sake of clarity, I'm going to call George Waters George and George Brody Brody. You don't mm. want to say George? Oh, and the other George? The other George. It's going to get really confusing okay. as we get into this. So. This is like that book that I read about a monkey when I was a kid. It was so confusing with the George all the time. <laughs> no, it's George. I've got a coworker now whose name is also Joe, so he's other Joe. Yeah. Except for the instances when I am other Joe. Yeah, yeah. 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 see, I want to just talk. Totally get get above that and just yeah. go with a last name and a first name. So okay. Brody was much older than George. Nobody really knows how by how much for certain. From photos I've seen of them, I would guess that Brody was at least twenty years older than George. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, Their they were friendship... they were there was definitely a generation between them. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking it was actually even a bigger gap than that. I think it probably was, I was too, it was but more like about forty. I'm just being generous years, yeah. to Brody. I mean, to both of them, I guess. You know, I don't. Oh, I don't there's nothing know. wrong with being friends with somebody different age than you. No, there's not on the face of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their friendship was really weird. You you'll see it as described as a cult of personality often, but basically Brody just became the number one most important thing to George in his life. Brody was super controlling, and George was letting him influence every single facet of his life. This was the this was the seventies though, and there was a lot of that going on. People were looking for gurus. Yes, there yeah, was. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Is that there was a lot of people who said, "There's this other thing, and these people are going to tell me how to do it, and I will just do what they say." That's why you know the, uh, the cult phenomena was so big in the seventies as well. You know, after the after the Manson murders, a lot of actually famous celebrity types were furiously backpedaling away from their relationship with Charlie Manson. Uh huh. A lot of glamorous Hollywood types were really into Charlie. Yeah, but yeah. he wasn't the only guru. There was a whole no, bunch there were all of them. Kinds so it of was, them out there. Yeah. it was kind of a social norm. Yeah, yeah, the trick with this one though is that Brody only had this kind of relationship with George. He it wasn't like yeah, he, wasn't he had a, cult a big leader. following or anything. He yeah. just had this one person. He'd so it's only a little managed different. To convince one person. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little different. Although George, at the same time, you know, in fairness, he was having some mental issues, and so that might have you know contributed something to this weird relationship and we'll talk about that too. yeah shortly after anna was born michaela and george divorced and the number one reason you'll see cited for that was actually his relationship with brody but they divorced and then brody and george moved in together into like a really shady part of san francisco tenderloin the... yeah that's, that's they were in the tenderloin that's guys not... a little area yeah yeah and into a, the kind of I think it was a pay by the month hotel room even and it didn't it didn't even have a bathroom in it it, it was down shared a bathroom yeah. down the hall and, and th I, this yeah. is interesting to know because George was a working high paid physician at the time and so he could have easily afforded something better than that. Well, he was probably he was... paying child support and stuff, you know. He was, yeah. and I don't know that he was necessarily a high-paid physician, but he was a well-paid physician. I think that by saying he's high-paid, you infer that he's got a level of wealth, and he probably actually did, because he was working part-time at two jobs. I The reason that I say he was highly paid was because um, Michaela's book talks about him being very well compensated. All right. So okay. Yeah. I, huh. I, I never got that impression from the stuff I read. But, but at the very least, he could have afforded a nicer place for them to live. He was also totally financially supporting Brody. But again, I, I, they could have afforded a nicer place than this for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Michaela later met a man named Joseph Ford in 1971, and they got married. So husband number three, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know. Or two. It doesn't really yeah. matter. I would have also divorced George, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Joseph was, by all reports, a loving, committed father to all of Michaela's children. The family lived in Half Moon Bay in California, which is on the coast of California, just south of San Francisco. Yeah, I've been there. Have nice you? little town. Yeah, yeah. It's that's actually, what I've heard. Yeah, if you go like start in San Mateo on the bay and just go basically due west across the peninsula, you wind up at Half Moon Bay. Yeah, that's, yeah, I've heard it's really nice. Yeah. Okay, so. Backstory done? Yeah. Yeah, backstory done. On January 16th, Anna had been attending pre-K that morning 
I don't know if everywhere this is true, but in America, I believe most places, you do half day pre-K. Pre-kindergarten. Pre-kindergarten. For those who don't know what pre-K Sorry. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pre-K was a little pre-me. I, uh, we didn't have pre-K when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It, we, people had daycare for a while, and it is a scholastic program usually. It's, mm. It was at a at the school that her brothers, her older brothers were attending. Yeah, the funny the funny thing is that is during the 70s and the 80s, I believe, school districts ran pre-K programs. Yeah. And then, of course, as funding began to dry up, that was shifted to other programs, sort of like Head Start was one. And now I don't know anybody that has a kid in pre-K. I'm sure that they're putting their kid in some kind of pre-kindergarten program. Yeah. But I don't actually know how those are operating anymore just mm. because the funding in this country by state even is yeah. just, city even, is just so I would. Miss. I mean, I was in pre-K when I, it was around still run through Portland Public when I was in school here, so. That was a couple of moons ago, Devin. Shh, no. Yeah. That was just yesterday. <laughs> a long Anyway, time ago. anyway, anyway. Yeah. Shh. So Anna rode the bus home. I've seen it reported as at noon, but I've also seen it reported that she got home at one. And I cannot imagine that it was an hour long bus ride from her pre-kindergarten class to her home. So I'm not really sure. It was midday. I mean, they kind of lived in the sticks up that little road. Yeah, uh, but it wouldn't yeah. have taken an hour. You can't put a four-year-old on a bus for an hour. Have you ever been stuck yeah, behind a school bus? I, I can see it taking an hour easily. I, yeah. Anyway. I'm sorry. I grew up in the boonies. You can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I've seen reporting that some family friends dropped by for a visit earlier that morning. did any of these morning. people have a job, for Christ's sakes? I, I don't know. It was the 70s, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Likely adult family friends. Yeah. So while the friends chatted with her mother and stepfather... Anna went to her room, changed her clothes, and if you really care to see what she was wearing, you can go find a description of it. And she went outside to play. It was a rainy day, but not so unpleasant that a child couldn't enjoy themselves. Around 1.30, Anna returned inside to hang up her coat, which I guess was too warm, or maybe it had stopped raining, or I don't really know why. If you've ever worn a raincoat when it's even slightly warm outside yeah, and trying to run around i could see why she wouldn't oh for sure yeah you especially the, those old yeah. rubbery ones oh yeah, yeah. you, you get yeah. as wet wearing the things as you do without them yeah, really. yeah yeah then she well she went right back outside after she returned her coat inside and then at about two her mom said that she had heard anna singing to the cats outside and about it's a little early for that campaign at 215 she said she didn't hear Anna out there anymore, but they did have a family dog that was prone to barking at any kind of intrusion of anybody who it didn't know. Did, it didn't know, and it was a it was a younger dog. It was more of a puppy dog. Oh, excitedly barking instead of warning barking. I think either, but definitely reacting to any presence other okay. than the ones that it was used to. And the reason that I mentioned that is because. It wasn't a family dog that had been left over from her marriage to George. So it was a it, new it, family dog. It did dog. not know George. Right. Theoretically. The I mean, yeah, yeah, theoretically. So since she didn't hear the dog barking, she just didn't really think anything of Anna, her not being able to hear Anna singing anymore. So at 2.20, Michaela went to call Anna to come inside, but didn't see her in the backyard anymore. So at that point, Joseph and Michaela started to search for Anna, but at about 2.45, they still hadn't found any sign of her and they they just called the cops which at is that point terrible because i mean a lot of parents know this is that you your kid 
disappears, you know, from your view and from earshot and you start freaking out and yelling just to find the kid looking at you like, what? I followed a bug. It's okay. Like that's what people just expect to be the case. So I can imagine how they'd be like, oh God, she followed a cat again or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 25 minutes later, you're like, oh no, maybe Uh she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a little looking, but you know, and by the way, this is a kind of a rural area. It's, It's nice also. It's a it's yeah. a nice quiet area. Yeah. That not a lot of people who are unfamiliar who didn't just live in the area drove through or mm-hmm. were in at all. And also, by the way, no scary critters living there. I mean, there's no like bears or mountain lions. Not really. Chupacabras. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not troops. really. Yeah. As far as we know. Yeah. One of the first things that the police did was to ring the tsunami siren, which is you know in other places is called a tornado siren or a bomb drill or whatever you know a a siren that's meant to notify people i so i read this as well and i'd also read that the cop who showed up rang the 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 siren on his car Uh okay now that makes more sense to me because i would think that ringing the local tsunami that's kind of a big step that's a people are gonna all evacuate to freak the entire community out like it just that seems above and beyond have you lived in a place where those sirens are used frequently i've I've been been to places but i haven't lived there okay so there are a lot of there's a very big difference between sounding the tsunami warning like one time you know as a local having lived in a place where they do that what a actual warning siren sounds like because they just turn it on and it goes forever. It doesn't turn versus, back off. Versus just, you know, having it go... And, and then, then it, letting it go yeah. back down. And then people would just be like, "What? I mean, whatever. It was a test. Um, yeah. I agree. It It is po- totally possible that actually what, you know, it actually happened was... It just seemed an extreme step. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, it was a a smaller community, so a five-year-old wandering away. It was the 70s. They just kind of, I think they really did think she had just wandered away, and if they could just raise a siren, she would come back. I'm I'm trying to think about the irony, though, that that they actually blasted the tsunami alert and everything, and like... To, to look for this little, to save this little five-year-old girl. In the meantime, like two or three other five-year-old kids get like trampled, you know, by, yeah. the, by all the people evacuating. Yeah. This is why you don't it. just randomly blare those horns. Well, yeah. exactly. We're off yeah. topic already. Oh, yeah. totally. That's okay. Anyway, uh, if you haven't already guessed, whatever siren was sounded did not bring Anna running. Mm. So they, we haven't mentioned this yet, but there was a, a, a what's referred to as a creek. That was running along the back edge of their property. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was. It. It sounds like it was a really strong creek at that time. Uh, yeah. But they all they decided that that seemed like a thing that was really dangerous, and they decided to converge their search on the creek. Well, if next. this is January, you know that's the middle of winter. I grew up next to a teeny tiny little creek. That in January was a, a raging torrent. Yeah. So I can, I mean, it, and what I yeah. know in a summertime creek was something that I could take three big steps and cross. In the wintertime, I would never even dare to go near it. So I can see why they would say, if it's that kind of scenario, I can it see is. why they would immediately be like, oh, yeah, that's that's a problem. Yep, yeah, yep. it was in a flooding stage uh-huh. uh, at that time. And Michaela 
has said time and time again that she always felt like that creek was a danger to her family, but you know it was a nice house. <laughs> Actually, houses uh, are expensive. I a lot of people want to have a, would love to have a creek running through their property. I, I mean, think it was kind of a love hate relationship with that creek for her, where she thought I really like having it running through my property, but also I have a five year old, and when mm. it floods, she could easily fall in and drown. And that seems to be exactly what they thought had actually happened to Anna. an unreasonable conclusion. Yeah, totally understandable. Yeah, I agree. They actually thought it was so strong that her bot, she could have drowned and washed away, not just drowned. It was only like two or three miles to the ocean. And washed downstream. From their property. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Although, um, it kind of snakes around a little bit, goes under highway once through a culvert, not a bridge, so... She would have probably gotten hung up somewhere. Right, and yeah. that was the and hope. They actually did send divers down. Yeah, and also, by the way, it dumps out uh, onto a beach. It doesn't just, you know, flow out of a cliff into the right. ocean, right? So, yeah. Her body yeah. would likely have been found had this happened, but... but I think so. Again, that's yeah. a little more theories. Like I said, divers were sent down, so it was that's how deep it was that you'd have divers go down <laughs> into this creek, apparently. I'm guessing they were hanging onto ropes. Yeah, I, I would guess <laughs> But they didn't find anything, which was kind of a bummer. They And actually, I've seen it said that this was one of the most extensive searches that's ever happened in California coast or something like that. Some neighbors came forward a couple days later and said that they had actually seen a white paneled truck with two men, one much younger than the other, drive along a normally very qu- otherwise very quiet road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That nobody ever really drove on, except for locals. Yeah, if you look at it on the on the aerial, it's 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 not it's not a throughway from one place to another. It goes up and it sort of dead ends into another snaky little road that snakes off in a different direction. Yeah, it's not a shortcut between no. any two places it's, at all. It's not, and it's yeah. also not. It's not the kind of place you just kind of get lost going. Mm. I also I, I have a problem with this. You know, it was a couple days later. They didn't really know exactly what time. They saw this truck, uh, you know, if it was indeed that afternoon, if it was much later that afternoon, if it was earlier that morning, if it was even early on that day. Maybe not even the same you know? day. Were they, were they sure it was the same day? I know? don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then the other part of that was I. they, they always say there's a, two men. One was much older than the other, but no, I've never, ever seen somebody say, like, one of them was 20 and the other was 60. It's always just been like, I don't know, one, one was, was way so older than the, the other. And we know how friggin' subjective that is. Me today, sitting in a truck next to me about two months ago with a full-on beard. Yeah. There would, it, there's a massive age difference in yes. appearance. Yeah, that's so, a good point. I mean, you could literally have one guy with a beard and one guy without, and they're the same age, and you'd have no idea, especially in a moving vehicle. Yeah. yeah. I, that, these kind of details... It's, uh, you know, people are grasping at straws, yeah. but yeah. it looks to me like this is a classic plumber apprentice situation. So <laughs> I, I'm going to just It was this Mario right and yeah. Luigi. Yeah. They're the same age. Well, I guess yeah. they're not. They're brothers. They're close to the same age. Yeah, yeah. but that, that mustache makes Mario look so much older than Luigi. It's true. Mm. And it turns out they also had different, different fathers, so yeah. that helps. That's oh, true. Yeah. Uh, there's more to this story. But I kind of want to dig into that as we dig into theories. Is that okay with you guys? Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. So I guess we'll talk about theories. But first, uh, let's take a quick break. If an ogre with a club shows up at your house, you're in big trouble. 
Because for one, I didn't know ogres were real, and if they are, then that means we live in a fantasy land, and there's magic, and there's all these other crazy things, and oh my god, it's really scary to think about. Don't think about that stuff at all. But in the real world, there are actual scary things, and they don't have to be so scary, which is why I'm a big fan of Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe is just always ready for anything that gets thrown at it. If a storm takes out your power, Simply Safe is ready. If an intruder cuts your phone line, they're ready. Say that intruder destroys your key bag or your siren, Simply Safe will still get you the help you need. And here's what I love about it. Maybe it's overkill. Maybe you don't really need to be ready for every worst case scenario. Personally, I kind of am because I expect the apocalypse, but I'm weird that way. But the great thing is, Simply Safe is just always ready just in case, and that's what makes it so great. And while it should cost an arm and a leg, it doesn't, and that's because they're good people. They charge what's fair. That's right. a month. That's all. No contracts, no hidden fees. I recommend Simply Safe to everyone I know. And you've got to check it out. So go to simplysafe.com slash sideways. That's simplysafe.com slash sideways. And really, if there's an ogre with a club, just just run away. We're back. Uh, So theory number one is the creek. creek. Yeah, the creek. I highly so, unlikely, but I'm gonna I'll have it on here anyway, I guess. Yeah. Like I said, the divers found nothing. There has been official journalistic reporting that says that yes, this is what happened to her. Mm. Realistically, there is no evidence for or against this. Yeah. Well, I guess it I mean in theory, I mean, if there had been enough flow and if she and she had some it would have been a fluke, but it's conceivable she gets all the way down to the to the ocean without hanging up on something. Which would be fluky, but I guess it's conceivable. I don't think it's as fluky as yeah. you do because she's a five-year-old girl. She's yeah. a little... Th- it's not me with my, my arms and legs flailing around as I'm tumbling through water. I am more likely to snag on something than mm-hmm. someone that is a quarter of my size because well, they're yeah. much, there's much smaller dangly bits. So I could see mm-hmm. her bouncing off stuff. It also depends on what she's wearing. Yeah. So right. if she was, you know, if she was in that rain jacket that we talked about that maybe she was wearing that was super hot. Those things are kind of have big seams and straps and stuff. So that would hang up. Whereas if she was just in, say, a T-shirt, mm. well, that leaves less stuff to snag on things. I, this is, I mean, barring all of the kookiness down the line that we're going to talk about, like, I kind of think that this might be what happened because well, the if trick- it's flood stages, two miles is not a very long time. The trick with this one for me, is that there is just as much evidence that this happened as any of our other theories. Yeah, that's true. So, but the, could here, be. Here's the thing about 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 water in, in flood stage. It's just picking up lots of crap and flushing it all downstream, and it winds up building up in all kinds of places in what we call strainers. These are, these are just uh-huh. big, huge, like piles of brush and branches or God knows what that the water flows through, and, and then you get pushed up against it, but the pressure won't let you move. And you drown or die of exposure. And so, I mean, it's just unlikely that she would have avoided all, it's only all two, that debris. But it's only two miles. 
I mean, yeah. what you're talking about is things that happen over the course of miles and miles, those yeah. pockets and those whirls and those eddies. Two miles Whereas, is a long ways in a creek. It, it is, but if it's, but again, I think that it, at flood stage, there's less of that, those pockets for her to get caught in. But it doesn't matter. I, th- this is the one that I think is got to be the most likely based on everything else that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just from what I've seen happen to things in water before. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. hard to tell. Like hard drives that are neutrally buoyant. Uh, well, uh, she was wearing rain boots, uh-huh. and I guess one would assume that. I guess I would just assume that those would get sucked off. Wo- yeah, that something would have surfaced. At it's some just. Point. It's really a shame that they didn't actually just at right after they started searching the creek that they didn't send somebody down to the beach just you know wait there yeah. immediately see what, see what comes see what comes popping out. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a shame, yeah. but that's where we're at. Yeah. The next theory is the theory I'm calling the mysterious couple. I've known a lot of those. It's like, how do these two get together? Because it's just so weird. Mm. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you and your wife. Yeah. Yeah, A little bit. Yeah. That one's not so strange. It's weird. It kind of is. (laughs) We're kind of opposite. (laughs) Anyway, the mysterious couple comes from Anna's oldest brother. Okay. Nanda? Yeah, Nanda, I was just going to say, I've seen it reported that he, he is, was, is nine years older than her, but I've seen it reported that it was either of the brothers that remembered this, but 30 years after her disappearance, one of her older brothers recalled that a month or so prior to Anna's disappearance, the it three took him kids, 30 years to remember this? He had repressed it, apparently. Oh, the, okay. the kids had been walking together. And a car pulled up, driven by a man, and a woman was in the passenger seat. He described the car as a 1960s model Chevrolet Impala, because we're not supposed to say Chevy anymore. It's Chevy. You can't say Chevy Get anymore? over it. It's Chevy it. America. When, uh, did, when did that rule come out? A couple years ago. Oh, really? Chevy okay. was like, we don't want to be Chevy. We want to be Chevrolet. That's because oh. they were trying to distance themselves? From Chevy Chase. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chevy oh, Chase, know. the town, or the, the, the actor? The or... actor. Oh, okay. Because have you seen Fletch? Uh, yeah, actually, it was not very good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. This is why they wanted to distance themselves. It took them years to figure it out. Okay, but, but, so yeah. anyway, it was a Chevrolet Impala with Washington license plates, not California or Oregon. Which, by the way, that's like a thousand miles north. Some odd, yeah. This is a lot of detail to remember 30 years later. It sure is. Yeah. The woman had long, dark hair and wore a loose-fitting white shirt with embroidery on it. Uh Anna's brother could not describe the man. Apparently, she tried to coax Anna... The woman tried to coax Anna into the car, and Anna refused, and so they just drove away. And I've seen in different recollections different details about him saying how he felt about the whole thing. Does it feel convenient that it's a 30 year later revelation to, to anybody um yeah a little bit it, it just it, it's it smacks strange for me well and and it's... i understand that people do remember things suddenly i've done it but uh it's uh, well. First of all, it's like you know, memory is unreliable. You don't know that he actually had this memory. He dreamed it uh, after all this time, or 
watched a Maybe TV documentary dread- about the da- stranger danger. And- yeah, or he dredged up a, an old memory and his, his, his mind, his memory kind of embroidered it. But it certainly, um, I don't even know why he bothered to mention it because it certainly is useless at this point in time. Correct. Had, yeah, wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, I would, yeah. But I guess that is a, it's a theory that they could be involved somehow in her disappearance. Like they were the ones they that could were have responsible? Been prowling to abduct her or any other, you know, cute little girl. They're, just, and... they're on a scouting mission. They spotted Anna and thought, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. It's a little girl scavenger hunt, so they came by the next month and tried again. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Makes Mm. sense. Seems unlikely. Yeah. But again, just as much evidence for this as any of her other theories. Okay. There have been theories that Anna is the San Gregorio State Beach remains or the Doña Anna County Jane Doe, the Allegheny County Jane Doe 1985, or the Newport News City Jane Doe. She knew none of those. She is they DNA the hell out of those corpses. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think that it and they just weren't. They didn't match. One of them, the beach remains, was actually a boy, and the other Jane Doe's were too old mm. or something. Yeah. That's and that's. I I feel really bad for Anna's mother because every time a Jane Doe is linked, oh yeah, not when they're found, but when they're somebody links them to this case. I can only imagine that it just opens the whole bag open uh, oh, yeah. again, and you got to go through everything all over again to find out. Oh no! Yeah, not it. And I, yeah. I don't know if the police actually do that, or if that's just like Reddit web sleuths that do that. And these I are old know. enough that I have a feeling that it, this, a lot of this, or some of this, has got to be pre-heavy internet sleuthing. I think mm. some of it might be. Like news reporters and uh, what's his name? The friend that was playing P.I. Doug French. Yeah. You know, guys like him who, oh, hey, I found out about this one. Let's check it out. Like, I'm not saying he did it, but people who are trying to be helpful. Well, uh, the state beach remains, that one was the police. They really did think they thought those remains were uh, her because it was a small Child. And that was and a jawbone and part of a skull. Yeah, and yeah. it was pretty close to I, Half yeah. Moon Bay. But all the other ones, I think... They're so far away that, you know, yeah, and Newport there's the... News. I mean, you're talking like East Coast, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there is there is this draw for people, I think, to constantly... I, you, we see this all the time with disappeared missing people where people then go through Jane and John Doe cases and say, Oh, this person kind of matches the description only except for they were three feet shorter and had blue hair instead of, Hey, close enough. You know, or blue eyes instead of brown eyes. But you know, they died 20 years later and this person would have been that age. So there you go. You know, and there's just, there's like a grasping at straws phenomenon Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, uh, it's, it's just unfortunately for all the missing kids that are out there that just ain't enough Jane Doe's and John Doe's to go around. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, or there are too many. Probably, yeah. that's yeah. probably actually more that's accurate. Happens, yeah. Anyway, our next and final theory. Oh no, there's another is theory. George squared. Is that like square dancing? Yeah. Or is that like the math problem? Both. Okay. All the because I remember in high school algebra slash calculus slash trigonometry slash, slash astrophysiology <laughs> yeah. there was the George squared problem. Uh huh. Sure. Mm. So this is not the last theory. You don't have a theory about the cats murdering her because she was annoying them with their singing or no, anything like I that. No, I don't. Oh, no. Yeah. 
No. If, this... Listen, if anybody's cats were going to kill them because of annoying singing, in Joe, yeah. you'd be in trouble. Yeah. No, my cats love my singing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Have they talked to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They've uh-huh. written us scathing letters those, about your singing. Correct. Those little backstabbers. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to get their extra snacks tonight. They're back clawers, yeah. Yeah. not stabbers. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. Let's go ahead and dive Okay, let's get for reals here. Basically, okay. the theory, I call it George Squared, it's that George... Her father, her biological father, and um, his weird relationship, George Brody, Brody, had something to do with her disappearance. Mm -hmm. And you may be wondering why, other than, you know, just a divorce, why we would say that George might kidnap his own daughter. Not unusual, actually. It's not unheard of. It's actually pretty Mm -hmm. frequently happens, I think. But... It actually has a lot more to do with Brody and his relationship with Anna than it has to do with George and his relationship with Anna. Which is, I and I don't know how many times uh, Brody actually met Anna. I don't either. He seemed to be kind of obsessed with her from he what I heard. He was. Yeah. So he had to have met her at least once. Apparently, or at least seen a picture of her. Yeah. It may have even just been a picture for all yeah. I know. As, as we mentioned a little bit earlier... George would call Brody like several times a day to check in. Like he was pretty he much He was the decision maker yeah, of the of the relationship. He was pretty much incapable of making a decision without Brody's input. And I believe I have read reports that it came down to even like what was George gonna eat for lunch. Huh. So there you go. Okay, so yeah, I'll wait until we get to that part of the story, because some of that information I question. Fair enough. As also mentioned, George financially supported Brody a hundred percent. Honestly, for me, when I first started reading this story, and for a lot of people, I think there's a bit of a question, there was a bit of a question of whether Brody was even real or not. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because George was diagnosed schizophrenic, and that was affecting his behavior a lot. And I think some people just thought, well, maybe Brody's just a made-up guy just an alternative personality just some sort of you know part of his mental illness and and obviously i think we need to say it now is that george was not receiving as far as i can tell any medical treatment to help him with that condition he wasn't which Um, puts him into that position of as we've talked about before he becomes prey and just as likely to be hurt or more likely to be hurt than anybody else by his illness. Yeah, I think it's likely that actually Brody was taking advantage of his illness. Probably. Um, But I'll I'll just, you know, put that out there that there was a question. Brody was real. He was a real human. We've seen photos. We've seen photos of him, but the relationship there even, like, really does seem even like Brody could have just as easily been some sort of manifestation of uh, George's mental illness. This is kind of a, um, oh, what was that movie Edward uh, Norton was in? Fight Club. Yeah. Fight Club. It's that that kind of scenario. Imagine old Brad Pitt. Yeah. 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 Um, And that's not to say that that's how schizophrenia manifests itself. Um, But George was diagnosed shortly after Anna's birth with schizophrenia. That's kind of sad. But uh, did Jordan Brody? Did he have any like medical expertise at all or anything like that? Brody, no, he didn't. He wasn't a doctor or anything. Brody, yeah, so he didn't have no. any like psychiatric, you know, nope. education or experience. Not as far. Or I very little is known about Brody. Uh huh. Um, but as far as I know, he didn't have any 
experiencing anything. Yeah. He was a bit he cuckoo kind for of Cocoa Puffs. He was that kind of, we know. He was kind of a freeloader. It. Yeah, it, it sounds out, like, yeah. too. There are yeah. plenty of those. But, um, so I, I assume he's dead by now. Does anybody know? Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, actually. All right. Uh, I just want to get through what, we're, what we were talking about yeah. a second ago. I don't I don't know if George was diagnosed with schizophrenia before or after the divorce. I know he was he was diagnosed because he was behaving erratically um and in a manner that was not normal for him. And uh he actually reportedly displayed a lot of behaviors that did demonstrate him to uh sometimes not always, but sometimes be a danger to himself and others. But his family didn't want to have him committed to an institution because they wanted him to be able to retain his physician's license. Which which yeah. family members do you know? I, at first, I, I thought it was the wife, but then I'm like, no, because like that doesn't make any sense. Or is it his? I his have no adult idea. Family? To okay. be honest with you, I have no idea. I. Because she was getting child support from him when when he was gone, but I mean, but I al- but I also don't think after the divorce she would have had no authority with which to make medical decisions for him. So it would have had to have been whoever his next of kin would have been. Okay, is my understanding of how those things work. I've I've been really lucky to not ever have to deal with such a hard, tough mm-hmm. question, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, at the same time, the the idea of like. Uh... I couldn't imagine somebody with a good conscience letting him continue to practice medicine, no. knowing that he is not experiencing reality as reality always is. And he yeah. was, and he was still practicing medicine. I know. We should be clear about that for everybody who's listening. Yeah, that that's... not only did he retain his doctor's license, he was a practicing physician through this entire thing. Yeah, like I'd mm. said earlier, like when they moved to the Tenderloin, he he was working two jobs yeah. at two different places. Yeah, like what? Who, who thinks that that's be, a good idea? Uh, maybe he didn't have a very bad case. With, without maybe, treatment. Maybe yeah. he was under his med. Maybe actually he was getting medicated. Yeah. Mm. I don't really know. I, I, But like I said, there have been reports that he was kind of a danger sometimes. Mm. Not always, but sometimes. So that's something. Although, again, sometimes in custody battles, too, charges like that get made. So maybe he wasn't a danger. Or maybe... I don't think there was a custody battle. I don't think right. anybody thought that Anna should ever go live with him. I don't even think I think he George thought... Squared yeah. just walked away. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, despite Brody's weird obsession that we are just about to talk about, yeah. I don't. It, I have never once read anything about a custody battle. It's been my understanding the entire time that um, Michaela was just automatic was always going to have custody of Anna. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding of it. Um, well, that's good. That saves you a lot on lawyer fees. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess we should talk about Brody's obsession with Anna because yeah. we've been talking yeah. around. We've, it yeah. We've been dancing around this. He it was this, this very odd obsession with Anna. And as mentioned, I don't actually know if he ever met her or just saw pictures of her or what, but he said that he thought she was the reincarnation of a woman that he used to live with. I, I've seen most places I see it say live it was with. a woman that he had a long-term relationship with. Yeah. So I would then, presume some kind of partner relationship. Yeah. And then she died. She died. Was reborn yeah. in Anna. Yes, because mm-hmm. she died two months before Anna was born. Because uh-huh. that's how that stuff works with the eternal wheel. Is there a, so? There's a waiting period. Then you don't just immediately get you know repatriated into a new body. You got to wait two months out there in the ether for. 
You know, it's and funny know you ask me that because I've been reading are. about Buddha lately, yeah. but I'll tell you about that later uh, on. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Basically, Brody had George ask Michaela to legally change Anna's name to Ify. Ify? E-I-F-E-E, however you pronounce it. It's that. not a real thing. It's not a real name, so it doesn't matter. It has zero meaning whatsoever. The reason that he... That Brody wanted Anna's name to be changed to that is because it would mean that her name would numerolo- numerology. See, that's how real it is. When you can't yeah. even say it, it's not Numen- a real Numerologically, maybe, um, add up to his name. And I should also mention here that George Brody is probably a fake name. Yeah, we don't actually... As far as... We don't I've have seen, a social security number. We don't have, we don't have crap on any, this guy. We, we don't know anything about him. I don't know. I don't know anything about this, actually. To be if honest it happened, with you, I, I, I well, yeah, doubt I don't that know. it did happen. You know, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't. Would you change the name of your kids? I, well, my weird friend wants you to change the, the kid's middle name. You know? No, would you? First name, Anna. Oh, was it the first name? It's supposed to be the first. Oh, I, th- name. I thought that oh. he wanted it to be her middle name. Yeah, see, yeah. I I saw everywhere that it was, it was that, her that I was looking at, oh. I, and I've also seen it said that she did change the middle name to Effie. Yeah, or I fear. However, I have you no idea. Or maybe she, or maybe she just told George. Yeah, yeah I, I took care of that. I changed it. Well, and that yeah. would be the smartest way. If the, if but, you yeah. know that he is easily yeah. riled up and unstable, then the the easy answer is to say, "I took care of it." The you know how the county is. The papers in the mail. It'll show up when these. Just tell him Brody. It's fine. Go yeah, away, George Square. Yeah, it's in the pipeline. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah but on the other hand, that kind of seems like enabling behavior. Like you're enabling Brody, or you're even enabling your ex-husband and father of your child to enable Brody to continue this weird obsession mm. with your five-year-old daughter. Mm. Well, listen, this was this was not the only cuckoo stuff that was going on. You guys, I'm sure, read the stuff about uh, George was going around to all of her friends, his, his wife's friends, or now ex-wife's friends, saying that she had been unfaithful with to him, and I believe it was with Brody, and trying to get them to launch a campaign to get her to write letters of apology to him for doing so? I mean, like, it's obvious that this guy was always coming at her with some random off-the-wall demand slash request. Yeah. Just from the little, the few stories that I picked up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. Ah, so sad. Mental illness, you know, yeah, tragedy can, all the way around. It can really be really... Um, yeah, every, uh, yeah. yeah, everybody gets For it. Everybody. As Joe was asking about earlier, though... Brody died of throat cancer in 1981, we think. So George was actually the one who signed Brody's death certificate. So he was still a licensed physician then? He was. In 1981? He was practicing medicine the whole time. Wow. Yeah. What was it? Was he writing prescriptions for medical marijuana or something like that? I don't believe yeah. so. No. It wasn't they didn't it wasn't really a have thing. that it wasn't in a California thing. back in yeah. those days, I know. Yeah. And... The death certificate was totally empty other than the date of death. Didn't have a cause of death? It Isn't that kind of required? Cancer. It was throat cancer, okay. and it was the date of death, and even that is in question. There's no birth date, no social security number, no important information. No identifying anything. No identifying anything. And after Brody passed away, George burned everything. 
like not the hotel, obviously, but like all of the paperwork. The only stuff all that survived Brody's, just didn't happen to be in his apartment, right? It was in a safety deposit box that he had no access to. Yeah. Yeah. It was like all of Brody's personal effects, everything of, of all of George, all of George's paper, everything pertaining to Anna that was in the hotel room, all of it just yeah. burned. Just and gone. Uh, anybody know what happened to Brody's body? I don't know, buried, cremated, I have no idea. Mm, that's another mystery for us to tackle. Yep. Brody's body. I think it was officially yeah. disposed of. Yeah, uh, in an, some In a normal, way. sanctioned manner. A normal, oh, really? a normal, okay way. Yeah. Steve, I think you mentioned earlier Doug French. I mean, I gave you his name. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug French was a... Not an actual private investigator, but he was he a was concerned a, friend. He was who a friend of got the family. Really involved. Actually, we are He's all still... private investigators in a way. That's true. Yeah, yeah he wasn't a one. licensed private investigator. <laughs> yeah, because that is a thing. Yeah, and he did a stakeout of the. He I, he followed George around a lot. He was. He and the family, I guess, really felt that George and Brody were probably involved in Anna's disappearance. So he did a stakeout of the shady hotel that George and Brody shared. And he he said he got a hotel room next to theirs, but it was well, actually no, across, across the, the alley. Street. No, he started staking out nowhere and he just watching them, just trying to follow them around. And then he got a hotel room, but it was my understanding that it was still across an alley, like a small alley. Well, first he was in a van. Yeah, that's what I mean. He was just following them around. Living, well, yeah, he staked living in a van. He lived in a van across the street from their, their hotel. Living in a van in the Tenderloin. What a joy that would be. Yeah. 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 With garbage bags <laughs> taped in the windows, so you know that thing was nice and cool yeah. all day uh, long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he moved into the apartment across the alley from there. Yeah, them. and but... It, it's, you know, crappy, it's like film noir crappy hotel rooms where you can hear everything from across the alley. And maybe, nothing but cockroaches. Maybe everything, maybe not. Yeah. After many days of getting no useful information, basically just hearing phone conversations from... Oh, this is, this is once he, got, once he got the room right yeah. next door to theirs. I thought it was still across the way, but either no, way... No, because his initial stuff said that he could... They kept the blinds down, except for, say, like the last two or three inches. And whatever that equates to millimeters, you can figure it out. And th so he could see a little bit through the windows, but that's all he could see was a little bit of their comings and goings. And then he managed to get a room in the same apartment on, or the same building and the same floor... And then somehow finagled his way into the okay. apartment right next door. And that's where a lot of his surveillance. useless damning information comes yeah. from. Mm. Okay, well. And, but he never actually took the initiative and just went and broke into their apartment well, to see, so, what, see what was in there? Uh, he, he did something slightly different. Yeah. yeah. Basically, he was getting no good information. He was just hearing Brody answer the phone and say, well, maybe you shouldn't have tuna for lunch. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever weird decision stuff was happening. And um, so finally, he decided to bait them. And he sent a letter to George at George's place of work at one of the hospitals he worked at that basically said, if you uh, if you know anything about Anna's disappearance, I beg of you, please uh, come find me 
uh, meet meet with me and tell me what you know. Yeah, asking for you know, anything, outside essentially. Of, yeah, outside of Brody's control. And so he, he signed a letter, his own name and everything. Yeah, and gave him his phone number and. Mm. Well, he gave him a phone number. I don't know a phone number that he was had access to, and George didn't respond to that to Doug, but he went home and told Brody about it, and Brody George mumbled. I'm glad that Todd is dead or something like that. Now, remember, mm. this is all with the old school method of listening to the wall. Putting your ear to the wall. Ear yeah. to the wall yeah. or the, the or empty glass, glass to yeah. the wall. And he apparently recorded a whole bunch of their conversations. And I remember reading, I think it's him that had the blog post. And it's really long and it's really strangely written and kind of meandering. But he talks about having the relevant bits transcribed, yet I've not I've not been able to find the relevant bits. I haven't mm, either. Yeah. And actually, there's one weird thing about this story that I just want to bring up really quickly. There was a Wikipedia page. Yeah, well, how does that get taken down? It, it's been removed. So you can see it. Well, I, we often don't post links to Wikipedia pages, but we will post this link because you have to go through the web archive mm-hmm. to get it. But I don't understand why it was removed. It's weird. Um, That's rather odd. Yeah, don't weird. they usually have like documentation of things like that? Yeah, I just was wasn't able to find any of that. So I don't really know. It, there's just like a lot of weird stuff that happens around this case. But I agree. I wasn't able to find any of the transcribed relevant bits or anything like that. One thing I will say is that it's it's reported that George never reached out to Michaela about Anna's disappearance. The only thing he ever said oh, to anybody he's a gem here. was he called his lawyer to see if he could stop paying child support payments because oh. Anna had disappeared. Yeah, that's that was a stand-up it. guy right there. <laughs> that for was his you. only reaction to well, his five-year-old going missing. Yeah. And it sounds like he didn't really have a relationship with her, right? It doesn't seem like he got visit days and. Blah, 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 if, blah, blah. But, but, okay, so, but if he is also as deeply, I'm trying to be gentle about this, if he is as far into it in his mental illness as we all kind of believe he probably was, yeah. then she wasn't part of his, his reality. So it's kind of understandable that the only time he thinks about it is the once a month when he has to write a check and that's all she is to well, him. Well, it could also be, I mean, if he truly believed as he was going around saying to people that his wife was unfaithful to him, if he truly believed that, he might have very well thought Anna was not even his daughter. And so... No, you know, it would and, have been Brody's daughter and that's yeah. somehow even weirder. It is weirder. and uh, <laughs> But yeah, I know. But, uh, and uh, you know... That's the thing I really don't get. If he truly believed that Brody had a thing with his wife, why is he living with this guy? Why wouldn't he, why, why doesn't he like murder the guy? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I yeah, yeah. I don't. I have a lot of questions about uh, his behavior, and I think a lot of it probably does ha- come down to the mental illness that he was suffering. But the bigger question I have with this theory is, uh, they weren't hiding anyone in their hotel room. Nope. Brody didn't abscond with Anna. It would have been like kidnap and send her away, but they didn't go on trips to visit anyone. So like what was the motive behind it? Well, but it, there was you know? there was a significant portion of time that elapsed between when she disappeared and when this friend did his quote unquote stakeout of George Squared. 
plenty of time to get rid of the body or right or i mean i'm yeah. i get the feeling it was at least 6 months or a year later so if indeed they had taken her then there was tons of time for her to have been lost in the streets of the tenderloin if anything else you know because they obviously weren't paying attention to her i mean it's just there's tons of times for anything to have happened to that kid if indeed they were the young man and the old man or older man in the panel van. Yeah, it's well again it's really tricky because there's there's no actual evidence for this. Yeah, right. No, not there at all. we yeah. can all agree that there were some weird things going on at that time just with the relationship and blah, blah, blah. But there's no actual evidence that they had anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. And then again, I just don't, I don't see them. I don't see the motive. I just don't. Well, I can see one motive, which is that uh, if he didn't want to pay child support, then getting rid of Anna, that they, you know, it, it would relieve him of that problem. I got to yeah. tell you, there's an easier way to solve that problem. And that is just to not write the check. You can always do that. Because there's a not, lot of dudes yeah. who do that yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah, oh I don't have the skip, money, which yeah, is a total, you know, total lie. But you just skip out on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Or dead be could, dead. Yeah, or leave town and change your name. You know, there's all kinds of ways to get away yeah, from that. Yeah, become George Brody. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Brody George? Yeah, Brody George and George yeah. Brody. <laughs> Traveling duo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think overall... Be a great vaudeville act. Something bad probably happened to Anna, but huh? I I don't have a good sense of what that was. I think, yeah, I think there's a 100% chance of that, yeah. I so. think that, uh, personally, my belief is that she went into the creek and she went into the ocean and she was sucked out into the tide and maybe I don't know. her remains were never to be found because oh, I guess we, there is, we know what the ocean does to bodies there is one more theory oh she fell into neverland oh there you go or wonderland and she's there being very happy oh with alice yeah that's and good. the rabbit mm-hmm. well that's cool yeah good for her i think I, that's I what that's, happened i hope that's what happened but yeah yeah I, yeah i oh yeah i'll, I'll take that or right. nevermore we agree yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to buy, I don't buy the creek theory. Um, it's a tiny little creek and it dumps right onto the beach. I, I don't think her body would have made it across the beach and into the ocean. So I don't, I'm, I'm buying somebody abducted her for some God knows what reason. Yeah, I don't. Although even that doesn't make any sense because, oh my God, I mean, in a rural area like that where you're going to stick out like a sore thumb, there's so many better places to go to find and abduct a little kid. Yeah. Than that place. Yeah. It, Which there's... is probably why George, the two Georges make the most sense as suspects. But Even though they no... had no motive and there's no evidence, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, so almost it's... impossible. Yeah. Which yeah. takes us back to the maybe the creek ain't so bad after all. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just but, one of uh, those really yeah. frustrating circular cases. Yeah. So now you guys have to deal with it. Ah. Da da da. Ha ha. Uh, yeah. So I uh, guess if you want to see that link to the wiki or a couple other links to some research, if you want to get merch, if you want a link to our episode list. Oh, yeah, the chronological list. If you just want to hang out on our website, that website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. It's got a great color palette. It does. It's really beautiful. You can listen to the episodes it's very there. You can, Yeah, you can listen to or download oh. the episodes there, or you can do that uh, pretty much anywhere else, uh, iTunes, Spotify. Oh, Spotify, that's right. We're on Spotify uh, Stitcher, now. Stitcher, Google, yeah. Google, or Stitcher Premium, which yep. is the Ooh, best way. That is the shit. Which, I love that. 
Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're not on Stitcher Premium yet, if you want to be, you can go to stitcher.com slash thinking sideways and use the promo code sideways to get a free month when you sign up for a year. Um, and with you got to sign up for the 12 month plan up front to get that. Yeah. But with that, you get a uh, bonus content once a month and you get ad free episodes four days early. So it's pretty much worth it, obviously. And of course, as always, if you do stream through something and you haven't yet, if you want to leave a comment and a rating of our show, that's how other people find us, which is always great. If you want to connect with us on social media, we have a Facebook page and a group. Like the page, join the group. There's two questions you have to answer. Just answer them. They're, They're easy. easy. We have a Twitter, which is Thinkin' Sideways. We have a Instagram, which is Thinking Sideways Podcast. And we have a subreddit, which is Thinking Sideways. So we're all over the place. We are. Yeah. We're kind of like the flu. We're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like or hay flu, fever. healthier. Hay fever. No, we're, yeah. we're like allergies. We are. We're everywhere. We absolutely are allergies. I think we're like sunshine. Okay. Well, I, think, I like that one better. Sunshine's not everywhere, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sunshine is not everywhere all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's if you... We're delicious. like air. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know Sorry. what we're like. So we'll stop. Also, if you want to tell us what we're like, you can do that by sending us an email. The email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I think that's everything. I think we're going to get out of here and stop being sad. Yeah. yeah I think so, too. Yeah. All, All right. right. Stay away from creeks. Yeah. Uh, bye, and everybody. Cricks. Cricks, yeah. Cricks. cricks are the worst. Cricks and yeah. creeks. Get one in your neck. You'll yeah, never get rid of it. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.